eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning. It is Thursday, September 23rd. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm about to be joined by another Trey. Trey Biddy of hogsports.com, the 24-7 Sports Arkansas website. One of the largest in our network, market leader in Arkansas Razorback coverage. It's a big site, a lot of fans, a lot of subscribers, and it's been great to see them have lots to be happy about in 2021. Their Arkansas Razorbacks are 3-0, and ranked 16th in the AP poll, and they play Texas A&M this weekend in Arlington, 2.30 Central game on CBS, the game of the week. This is a weird rivalry. Played in, in Arlington, except for last year with COVID. They played it at Texas A&M. It's a 10-point, 11-point uh, loss by Arkansas. It wasn't that close. Arkansas scored a few garbage-time touchdowns. But every other time in recent history they've played, it's been weird, and it's been close. In 2019, when Chad Morris was the head coach and they went 2-10, and 10, Arkansas still only lost by four to Texas A&M. In 2018, when they also went 2-10, and 10, Arkansas lost by seven. In 2017, when Arkansas went 4-8, and eight, they lost by seven points in overtime to Texas A&M. In 2016, when Arkansas was seven and six, okay, on that one, yeah, they lost by 21. But scrap 2016, last few years have been weird, even if all in all, the Aggies have won nine straight and the last six have been played in Arlington. Anyway, Trey Biddy's got a fun team to cover. They're underdogs to the Aggies, but with Texas A&M starting quarterback Haynes King out for their foreseeable future with a broken ankle, a lot of people, including myself and Trey, are picking Arkansas. Let's talk to him. All right, Trey Biddy joins us right now. As promised, always good to talk to another Trey. So, Trey, I used to love watching in, in the worst moments of Arkansas football. You would do your walk and talk videos post game in the in the mm-hmm. in the just the the very bad parts of the Chad Morris era and you were so honest you just let him have it and i just imagine after after all that and years where it just seemed like this program was closer to Vanderbilt than it was to Alabama it must be pretty sweet to be covering a program that's 3 and 0 is a few weeks removed from beating one of its most hated rivals and now has a nationally ranked CBS game of the week match against Texas A&M in, in which they're underdogs. But a lot of people think Arkansas is going to win this one. It has been quite a turnaround in a short amount of time. And it kind of goes back. You watch the walk and talk. So you know what I was saying back then. A lot of people confused this job with it being an Arkansas problem, that there was a lack of talent and, and all of this stuff. But you know, when you look back at some of the losses, San Jose State, Western Kentucky, Colorado State, North Texas, 
there's not a, a kid who grew up in any of those towns in Bowling Green, Kentucky, who grew up rooting his whole life for Western Kentucky that would have turned down an opportunity to go to the University of Arkansas to go to Western Kentucky. And they come into your, your backyard and blow your doors off. You know, that, that doesn't, that's not just talent. That is coaching, leadership, belief, buy-in, all of those things. I mean, that was a job that Chad Morris had to have to save his job, and it's 24-7 at halftime in favor of Western Kentucky. I mean, what does that tell you about how the players felt about him? About him? And then you bring in a guy like like Sam Pittman, who is a complete opposite, who's truthful, personable, uh, relatable. The guys just gravitate to him. And to be honest, you know, they're probably starving to death looking for somebody to, to latch on to and somebody to believe in because of the way things work. And, you know, you see last year they won three games in the SEC. Basically, people were saying that they would go winless. There were three other games that they should have, could have won, should have won, uh, all lost on kicks, including the Auburn game, which was pretty much robbed, <laughs> robbed from them. And then you fast forward to this season with the fans, you know, seeing that resurgence last year and having Texas come to town. It's like for once, everything just kind of came together for Arkansas, it seems. And, you know, here you have Texas in week two and, you know, Pittman's gotten his, his group together and they're, they're following him and uh, the fans are dying to get into the stadium. And it was as electric as I've ever seen in that stadium. So it all just kind of came together and it just feels like things are clicking right now in Fayetteville. And it's been a while. As you were talking, I just pulled up the, the results, and it's, it's really hard to believe. You look at 2018, 2-10, 2019, 2-10. It's remarkable that Sam Pittman has turned this around so fast. I remember when he was hired. He was great about it, Trey. He was – I think he made some cracks. Like He was like, I know I'm not the, the first choice. I remember some of the Arkansas fans were thinking that it was going to be Lane Kiffin. And mm-hmm. to get the offensive line coach at Georgia and to have him coach so well – and you say, like, what, what do you think exactly is it about him? Is it is it as simple as he loves the players? They love him back? I mean, this this guy's totally blown away any any expectations already. Well, first, he's a good football coach and was a, was a great offensive line coach. Might have been the greatest in, in the country these last several years and is one of the elite recruiters in the country always. I used to always say when he was at Arkansas, hey, this guy you know needs to be mentioned among the elite recruiters. And then uh, nobody listened to me. And then suddenly he goes to Georgia where they're in a hotbed of talent. And suddenly he's yeah. this great recruiter. <laughs> so <laughs> funny how that works. Anybody, yeah, it's funny how that works. Anyway, if you talk to anybody around here that ever met Sam Pittman, you know, back when he was offensive line coach at Arkansas five years ago, they would have told you within about five minutes of meeting him, they felt like they knew him and he knew them. He just has that, I don't know, that kind of touch about him, I guess. And so when he was hired at Arkansas and I knew Pittman from before, so I knew how you know, people were going to react to him versus how things had been. I mean, his players, uh, he had players that sent us a letter that we published on on Hog Sports advocating for Sam Pittman early. And this was like when I was like, well, I mean, he has no chance of getting this job, but we're going to we're going to run this article. But, you know, Arkansas obviously struck out on a lot of coaches and a lot of coaches, as I mentioned, look at this job. And I know there's one out there who said he wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. And again, I think a lot of people confused what Arkansas is based on the last couple of coaches that they've hired that just didn't have success. I mean, the only problem at, at Arkansas is they're not two and a half hours away from Dallas. They're five and a half hours away from Dallas. They're a little bit farther than they would like to be. You know, they're not right next to an Atlanta. So they have to reach out a little bit farther to get recruits. But that's the only thing here. I mean, when you look at the facilities, the stadium, the fan support, the money, all of those things are right where they need to be. 
or in better above and beyond. I mean, Arkansas facilities are top notch. Nobody's nobody's going like, hey, donate to this program so we can build a new, you know, academic center or something like that. There, there's none of that here. It's 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 done. I mean, the next thing is just like doing like LSU did, putting beds in the lockers or something like that. You know, just ridiculous stuff. So this program has a lot of potential. It just needs. You know, you got to believe in your head coach. You got to fight for somebody. And that's what Sam Pittman has been more than anything. Now, he's brought in some great coaches, Barry Odom, Kendall Bryles. Both those guys are, you know, Arkansas's coordinators. That's, I mean, top of the line coordinators. And they've done a good job at bringing other coaches in who have a lot of the similar philosophies that, that Pittman has. And it's it's really just kind of trickled on down. There's, there's a lot of belief and buy-in right now with this program. And, you know, you can see it on the field. If Arkansas wins and beats Texas A&M, it would uh it's going to be ranked its highest it's been in the ap poll since 2012 which is pretty cool what's what's the identity of this team i watched the texas game obviously very closely and i was just blown away by the 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 rushing attack trey it's it felt like uh darren mcfadden felix jones and and peyton hillis and i know that you know the brett brett bielema had several good running backs at a time as well in, in the mid 2010s. So is it that, is it KJ Jefferson looking like a, uh, I mean, yeah, let's the mm-hmm. cam, the cam Newton stuff wears the same Jersey number as cam did in the NFL and he runs well. And then of course, Barry Owen and what, what more is there to say about him? I, it feels like a, a lot of different ways you can go, but if you had to give me the one identity of this, of this football team, what is it? Well, I think it's the word that Sam Pittman has used to describe the team and it's, it's blue collar. You know, it's not just about basically what it is, is just it's coming to work every day. He's got tremendous philosophies, I think, like uh, just simple stuff like, hey, let's you know, you need to get your academic work up or you need to improve this. Let's let's put this down on a piece of paper. Let's write it down and we'll come back to it and there'll be consequences. And there's not, you know, things like that. And, you know, honesty, I think is a big one, too. Like, I mean, there you go through so many coaches and you hear stuff. You know, they say one thing and they do another thing. And Pittman doesn't do that. He just kind of tells you how it's going to be. And he does, you know, he's good with the media in that sense, too. So that's that's pretty refreshing. But I would probably say it's their their blue collar attitude. And, and I think also, you know, with having a mobile guy like KJ Jefferson, who goes 6'3, 245, also can plow over some people, you know, I don't know that they knew what their offensive identity was going to be coming into the season, you know, just based on how the uh, opener went against uh, against uh, Rice. Because you're not able to run your quarterback. you got to protect them. You don't know exactly what you have at quarterback. And I think they figured that out pretty quick that KJ can run pretty well. And, um, you know, suddenly, next thing you know, they're doing, you know, 300-plus yards a game uh, on the ground. And I think that, you know, things have kind of trended that way. And a lot of credit is deserved uh, for the offensive line also. I mean, this is a group that returns, what, four starters from 2019, five starters from last year. Uh, from the offensive line and you know a lot of veteran players and it's a group that for some reason Chad Morris decided needed to be the smallest group in power five football this was Arkansas's offensive line in 2000 and 2014 and 2015 was the largest in football not just Mm -hmm. college but in the NFL also and that's when Sam Pittman was offensive line coach at Arkansas and then in 2018 2019 2019 they averaged 293 pounds per man and four of these guys are starting right now and they average 6'6", 317 per man. I mean, that's a pretty significant weight increase. And you talk to those guys and they were kind of frustrated that you know they were told they needed to lose weight because they wanted to be more mobile. And it turns out they're not only are they stronger and bigger and heavier, they also feel like they move better <laughs> at this weight. So <laughs> there's a lot of frustration from those offensive linemen, you can tell, but it, it, go, it goes down to them on offense. I, I really think it does. And that's why you see so many backs 
that have had success. You've got, you know, four backs that are like averaging over six yards of carry, and that doesn't include KJ Jefferson, I think, is well over that too. And then, uh, you know, defensively, you just returned 10 starters from last year on defense, and you've got Barry Odom back. And, you know, I think that was also hard for Arkansas last year, that first year, because it was a first your coach, first year offensive coordinator, first year defensive coordinator, and you had all the COVID stuff and you're kind of feeling your way around as the season goes along. And now that you have a little bit more continuity and they return a lot on defense, they they needed to shore up the defensive line and they brought in three transfers and all three transfers emerged as starters. And they, you know, they had two guys returning on the defensive line. So they really boosted things there in terms of depth, you know, have a preseason All-American linebacker and Grant Morgan, preseason All-SEC safety and Jalen Catalan. I mean, that's where you want to be strong, right? Right at the middle of that defense. And um, and Arkansas takes a lot of pride on that side of the ball. You can you can turn on your TV Saturday and, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to win the game. I kind of think that they will. But when you turn the TV on and watch Arkansas on defense, you're going to see players flying over the pile uh, you're going to see a lot of Razorbacks in the frame and I mean that's what it takes to play good defense we can talk about the X's and O's and all that stuff but you got to have guys flying to the football yeah Arkansas is eighth nationally in defensive yards per play allowed I got two more questions for you Trey and the second one we're going to try to pry out a game prediction from you I don't quite have the approval from Brad Crawford for you to just crush him here on his preseason <laughs> ranking of the SEC quarterbacks in which KJ Jefferson was 14th. And I wanted to defend yeah. Brad a little bit because new starter. And I went back and, re- and read the list, Trey, and just, you know, from a non-Arkansas perspective, I'm like, yeah, like Ken Seals played last year at Vanderbilt. And Haynes King at a and was a highly ranked recruit. And Luke Doty at South Carolina was highly ranked. And Brad told me on Slack he'd probably have KJ at like seven or eight now. All that said, I'm going to give you the opportunity to fire back or to to, <laughs> to, to dunk on him or, or give him some crow or maybe tell me if the Arkansas program was like, hey, Trey, who the hell wrote this or something like that? <laughs> well, Brad does a great job. and We're certainly appreciative for all the stuff that he sends down our way with Arkansas coverage. I do wish he would have called me on that one because I would have told him that probably not a good spot for KJ. Uh, you know, you look at last year, he started one game. He went I believe he threw for 274 yards, three touchdowns, also rushed for a touchdown against Missouri. Uh, took him into the fourth quarter with a 10-point lead and led two more touchdown drives. That was 25 points that Missouri had to overcome in that game in the, in the fourth quarter, and they, they did. They got 27. So I wouldn't put that on KJ, but um, – we knew in Arkansas that that was probably not going to be right. KJ was a really highly regarded guy, too. And uh, I can remember talking with uh, Barton Simmons about him. And what they loved about KJ was that he wasn't just like one of these farm-raised quarterbacks. He wasn't just like growing up, going to quarterback camps with a personal trainer, all this kind of stuff. He was raw, but had just, you know, athletic gifts and, had, you know, has since, you know, reworked his throwing mechanics a lot. Kind of had a bit of a hitch of a, in the throwing motion when he arrived at Arkansas. They get so much more velocity on the ball. With that, he has a tendency to sail some balls. If he misses, he'll usually miss it high. But he can really run and just plow over people. And I, I thought it was notable what Sam Pittman said the other day in that Texas game when KJ lowers his shoulder and rolls over the safety. Uh, that was intentional. He wanted the safety mm-hmm. to know that this was this was all day. This was all day. And uh, that's, that's kind of how Sam Pittman put it. And so, yeah. Brad was wrong on that, but uh, he does a great job. He gets a lot of other things right. If we're if we're all going to be graded on every time we get something wrong in this business, we're a, we'll all look like fools, I guess. A hundred percent. I mean, the Texas game. I, I thought Texas was going to cover. Speaking of covering, whatever Friday is my preview podcast for the entire week with Blake Brockermeyer. But Trey, this is the game of the week. I'm telling you now, I've got Arkansas winning. 
I just I think they're going to get after Zach Calzada. Give me your I, you don't need a score prediction, but kind of think you're going to agree with me and, and tell me if, tell me if you don't, but tell me why you're making your pick if it is Arkansas. Well, I do agree. I, do, I just think Arkansas has got the better team this year, and I, I think that they have had the better team in the past in these this series, and they still have lost nine straight. Doesn't always mean as Houston Nutt used to say that ball don't bounce straight up and down. So anything can happen with football, you know. Uh, but I do feel like Arkansas has been a little bit more tested than they have. I think they've played better, risen to the occasion a little bit better. And I look at the quarterback situation. I like Arkansas's quarterback situation a lot better. And not that you know, Tex- Haynes King. I always really thought he was a really impressive prospect, but he's not playing in this game. And so, you know, Arkansas has got some some concerns on the offensive line. Ricky Stromberg is questionable for this one. The, the starting center, who I think is the next level guy, uh, Dalton Wagner at right tackle is also questionable in this one. Uh, but they do have, you know, they came back with like seven guys that were, you know, had extensive playing time and, and a lot of position battles there. So it's not ideal, but they should be able to absorb that pretty good for this one if uh, if those guys have to sit. But uh, I just think that overall, Arkansas's in better shape, playing better. And so, again, that doesn't guarantee it, but I, I would go something like 31-21, 31-24. I think that they will, you know, I think if unless stuff crazy happens with balls bouncing in the air and interceptions, all this kind of stuff, then um, I think Arkansas should win the game. I'm pretty sure something crazy will happen. This is one of the, the weirdest uh, series that people probably don't talk enough about. But, Trey Biddy, we appreciate you joining us. If Arkansas wins this game, I'm pretty sure we're going to have to have you on again in the next month because at Georgia, at Ole Miss, and then Auburn, yeah. Arkansas has, has a chance to be uh, the toast of college football this fall or yeah. one of the toasts of college football. We appreciate you, Trey. Yeah, I think I'm going to need a week off when I get back from Oxford. <laughs> but, uh, it's, a, it's a long stretch of road games. Nobody should have to play three three games in a row, basically on yeah. the road, even though this is technically a neutral site, but uh, it's still in Texas. If you, need, if you need me to go to Oxford, I'll go for you. Like this, Trey, <laughs> Trey Betty, Trey Scott, easy credential, all right? Yeah, I hear you. All right, thanks, Trey. Thanks, Trey. Okay, you heard it here first. I'll be in Oxford covering Arkansas Ole Miss for hogsports.com. Cannot wait to get on the road. I'm just kidding, but uh, it does sound fun. Maybe I'll join Trey or, or hitch, a, hitch along with Josh Payton on his Renaissance tour at some point this football season. We appreciate Trey joining us. Our producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. We'll be back on Friday for a big old week four preview with Blake Brockermeyer. Have a good one. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.